What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I am Will, the host. I am Mike, the favorite host. No, he's lying. How you doing? Y'all know this by now. <laughs> Anyways, um, we got a dope show today. Sorry we, I, I think last time we told him two weeks. We kind of lied a little bit. <laughs> it's been a little minute. It's been a little minute, but we back in action. Oh, can y'all see us? I thought you can't see us. Oh, I don't know. This shit broke. Terrence, somebody say if you can see us. I'm a matter of fact, I'm oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where's our AV guy at? He abandoned us a long time ago. <laughs> y'all scream if y'all can't see us now. Can, where can see us? Okay, I don't know what that's talking about. Dad, fix your computer, man. Dad, your resolution on zero, man. Your resolution on zero. <laughs> um, <laughs> this week, we got a dope episode. We are going to be talking about chivalry. Is it dead? Do you do it? I don't think so. <laughs> Mike don't open doors. What? Mike don't do nothing for these ladies. Man, anybody knows me, that's a damn. No, that's a damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're going to be talking about the line between chivalry and toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think oftentimes it's a little bit blurred, especially in the way uh, men, I guess, act with chivalry. Yeah, you know, or we so, think it's chivalry sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it gets a little gross, <laughs> you know. Um, <clears throat> we're also going to be talking about dating down. Uh, when we say dating down, you know, women want equal pay nowadays, you know. And uh, <laughs> I you think like it's a problem. <laughs> what are you going to the issue? <laughs> It's not a problem. It's not a I okay. I'm just, I'm just checking, checking your tone. Ain't no problem. I'm just checking your tone. But uh, <laughs> you know, women fighting for equal pay nowadays, and you know, sometimes women believe that they are dating down because men make less money than them. Mm-hmm. Damn, it's unfair out here. It's it's rough being a man. <sighs> it's rough being a man. Is that what it is? <laughs> oh man. But um. So the question is like, why do a lot of people? Think that dating a man that makes less than you is automatically dating down. We go get y'all. Y'all put your answers in the chat. I meant to put up a poll or something. Maybe we do that. As a man who generally makes less than women, how does it make you feel? <laughs> I don't. Niggas the worst. How do you feel I dating think, up? Hey, I will always date up. Baby. <laughs> I know, right? You know what I'm saying? That's always gonna work for me. But no, nah, man, we're gonna be talking about those things on the episode. Um, we're also gonna be talking about our thirst of the week, like every week. Yes. Uh, it's returning thirst. No, it's not. Y'all, <laughs> but, y'all, 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 y'all don't know who it is. Um, I've never seen him before. So and that. as always, Mike is going to rock out these church announcements. All right. So we got, uh, hopefully, Star. You know, um, Star's been moderating for us. Hopefully, she can come by later on and try to moderate. But for now, we're going to try to hold it down. I'm going to shout y'all out real quick, and then we get to the thirst now. Thirst. I mean, thirst. The church announcements. Taryn, Dad, um, Aaron. <laughs> Do you see Aaron's name? Daddy is Daddy so- is Tucson McKnight. <laughs> Tiff, Omar, Grant. Who else? Dana, Latanya, uh, Latanya, Danny, Trinessa. Oh boy, Charles. Thank y'all all for joining us. Just um, Joey. Thank y'all for joining us. We appreciate y'all. They already put in comments. Yeah, there you go, Danny. Go, go ahead and put the comments already. Um, yeah, we're gonna get. I'm gonna get to the comments as soon as I can. But hopefully, Star will be here to help us with that. Um, yeah, church announcements for this wonderful December 4th, which is my birthday week, by the way, y'all. Oh, and shout out to December 4th. It is the GOAT, HOV's birthday. Happy birthday, Jay-Z. So you just took, you took advantage of that's, that's the announcement for today. It's some guy named Jay-Z's birthday. But more importantly, <laughs> it's my birthday week. So feel free to tell me happy birthday. Um, send me a present. Whatever y'all got. I got another church announcement at the end of this. It better not be nothing whack. Um, it's, it's lit. Church announcements, it better be. 
um, Thursday, December 5th, which is tomorrow at 6 p.m., is my lovely friend Paige's um, art market at her good shop, her wonderful shop, Peliclod. It's actually closing down um, temporarily. She's going to be popping back up. She's going to be doing more stuff. But if you don't know Peliclod, they always do amazing, amazing events on First Thursday. Um, she's having her last First Thursday event tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at the Arcade Building. It's going to be featuring performances by the Carolina Woods, which is a Woods Instruments group. They're very dope. Also, poet Tamika Staley, our very own star, our lovely star, um, Will's favorite person in the world. Um, my homeboy Cedric Gibbs, Shut up. and um, even more people. She's also going to be having a lot of discounts. She makes a lot of handmade goods, a lot of the, um, handmade clothing, actually. Amazing clothing, amazing goods. Uh, it's going to be food there. It's going to be dope, man. Uh, 6 p.m. at the Arcade Building. Um, tomorrow night, be there. Saturday, December 7th at 9 p.m. As our very dope friend preaches um, Soul Cinema Series featuring Rudy Ray Moore's Disco Godfather uh, movie at the at Nickelodeon. That's one of your favorite movies, right? You love Black Exploitation. Yeah, I do. I do love Black Exploitation and all that good stuff. Black Exploitation? Exploitation, <laughs> Black Exploitation, whatever Will loves called. exploiting blacks is what he said. Ooh, yeah, that's my jam. <laughs> that's just it. Um, for those that don't know, man, Rudy Ray Moore is one of the pioneers and like as far as self-made artists like when he couldn't get in the industry he made his own way um i heard it my name is uh, my name is dolomite is a very good movie I've it's very good it. yeah the eddie murphy joint yeah, yeah it's real good. good that's his story but um yeah his movie disco godfather uh, it's gonna be shown at the nickelodeon theater saturday december 7th at 9 p.m um preacher's been doing this whole soul cinema um, series kind of celebrating the black exploitation era of filmmaking um he has a dj and uh, you, you know you kind of vibe out before the movie then you watch the movie. Not the movie. He talks about, talks about the movie. Then the DJ plays again. Then y'all start vibing again. It's very dope. Um, that's going on this Saturday. And last but not least, the favorite, y'all's favorite event of the century. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. December 17th at 7.30 p.m. It is the return of Blue Note Poetry hosted by your boy, as well as Al Black, as well as Darwin the Immortal, who has abandoned us, but it's all good because we still love him. Um... <laughs> We still love him, man. He's still, he's still, he's still supporting the show. <clears throat> he's probably going to jump in the comments and, and say a bunch of shit later on, I'm sure. But yeah, man, December 17th, Blue Note is back. For those that don't know, we do jazz, we do poetry, we do open mic. Um, we're trying to get some people to do comedy. Like, we're just doing a little bit of everything at this point. But this month, we're featuring award-winning poet LJ, who's insanely dope. Oh, he's there before, wasn't he? Yeah, it was a long, long time ago. You're not supposed to tell that. He's supposed to be like a brand new poet. But no, well, he screwed up. Um, as well as, <laughs> as well as, um, I've been trying to incorporate hip hop into the show as well. So we also got rapper Mila coming through super, super dope, um, rapper. She was featured in, um, Creepy's Media's We Can All Eat event. Um, she's been in events all over South Carolina and beyond. Um, it's going to be a very dope show. That's only $5 to get in, but you got $5. Only $5. It might as well be free. You might as well give it away, but we're not. It's, it's definitely $5. <laughs> <laughs> December 17th, 7.30 p.m. Be there or be somewhere else. You're square. <laughs> exactly. All right. So. <laughs> Shut up, Terrence. I'm on Star. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> How do you battle trying to be chivalrous while also letting your toxic masculinity shine through? You are the toxic masculine person on no, the show. No, I'm not. Yes, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. You damn lie. You're the resident dirtbag. I'm going to let you handle that job. Um, what was the question? This dumb ass question. <laughs> how do you battle chivalry <laughs> against your toxic masculinity? <laughs> how 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 are you chivalrous 
while letting your toxic, toxic masculinity shine through. <laughs> I was silver as period. I try to be anyway, but just, you know, holding doors open. Anyway, you look at their booty. <laughs> As they pass it by. I don't do that. You do that. I don't do that. <laughs> no, that's you, man. That's you, man. I'll be seeing you, too. You can see me look at butts? Yeah. What are you talking about? You be one looking. No, I'll be looking at your eyes. No, nah, but you, I see your eyes move towards You know how butt. I know you look? Because you make sounds. You no, make, I don't. You be, <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound you make. That's a lie. That's the sound you make. I'm just saying. That's a lie, man. No, man. That's a real question, man. What, oh, what's the, what's the <laughs> line? First of all, I want to know if women think that... um. And even do you think like chivalry is going away? Like, is it, is it actually dead? Because people have been saying that forever. It's dying, but it ain't gone. How is it dying? I think it's just you see men being less uh, polite towards women, not just like being like a human politeness, but just like actually seeing that they're a woman and they may need help or some. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Lifting, so I don't know. <laughs> Here you go. Lifting something. Here you or, go. You don't think men still help women lift stuff? Like I think, I mean, I don't know any. I don't less, know. They they do it less. So you think men is out here watching women lift shit and just like, man, that should look heavy. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna reserve my strength though. <laughs> I'm reserve my shit for my girl that I don't got. <laughs> Unless she's giving up some ass or something, then I'm gonna. Uh, oh, oh hey, no, see, no, she talking about some booty cheeks now. See, this is. I'll lift this box. I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all. No, that's no, that's the mentality other guys have. Not no. me myself. Oh, no, you said it pretty confidently. I no, I didn't. No, I don't know. No, I didn't. You see, see I said it in a different voice. So it wasn't pretty, me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I was okay. acting out the All scene. Right. All right. Okay. <laughs> no, man, I do think men are more uh, less chivalrous. Um, you like holding the door for women, even out on dates. Like mm. <laughs> men don't really hold the door for women either. Really? Not as not like they used to. Dang. Let me see what comments say if they. I mean. Terrence says dying. Danny said, why is it dying, though? Why do men feel like they don't need to do these things? I don't know if it's... We just we just get slack. <laughs> I don't know. I think it depends on the kind of man you're looking at. Just like anything. You have, you're always going to have men that ain't shit. Let's just get that out of the way. There's always going to be... Like, men... Like, when we say we want to get rid of... We want to call out types of mas- masculinity. I think we just want to lessen it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like it's always going to be sadly, it's always going to be rapist, it's always going to be sexist, it's always going to be misogynist. But I feel like because of like call out culture and you know women having bigger platforms and the conversation being centered around women more, I feel like men are paying more attention. And you always gonna have men that try to fight it, but like mm-hmm. I think men are paying more attention because it's in their face all the time. So. I used to have a boss, and he always used to say, you can't curse in this office, because mm. there's ladies in the office. Mm. <laughs> now, I guess in his mind, that was chivalrous, you know what I mean? I think so. So, in that aspect, wouldn't you agree that, like, chivalry's, if, if that was a part of chivalry, would you agree that chivalry's dying down? Because I guess it's just a certain way you hold yourself in the company of a woman. I think it's that and how you treat women. Like, well, yeah, I, I agree too, but I'm mean, just saying, like, in that aspect, and I'm sure there's other, you know, like, small other aspects that we're not thinking of mm-hmm. to where, like, men don't show the maybe proper level of respect to women that used to be shown back in the day. Yeah. You know, like, maybe talking about sex around women, 
before. But see, at the same time, back in the day, it used to be okay to beat your woman and like. I mean, okay. I mean, that was the good old days. <laughs> I told y'all. I'm lying. I'm I lying. told y'all. I told I'm y'all. lying. No, but I'm just saying, like. I don't. I don't really have anything to say about beating women. Like, that's wrong. That's <laughs> I don't wrong. hope not. I don't hope not. Um, Ronnie said the sisters still want us to do that in the first place. Uh, Terrence said, "I think it honestly comes from the examples they grow up with." I agree with that. Danny said, "We do appreciate that. Appreciate it though. It means a lot to us." Um, Jones just said, "Dave Chappelle already answered this question." I, I don't know what he said. Ronnie said, "Women said um, that chivalry is misogynistic." I don't. I don't I've never heard that. I've never heard. Now that we're gonna be defining like the thin line. Like I think some men think of chivalry, and they actually. No, I've I've heard that before. How so? Um, in the aspect of like, women have to be not necessarily cared for, but women. It, there is a belief in chivalry that women can't do some things for themselves. Oh, okay, okay, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that. like holding the door or, I don't know, just any a bunch of random ass shit. I've heard in a regard of like, that a video I told you I was watching, uh, it was um, it was this group of feminists that were having a debate with a group of men's rights activists. And I've never heard of men's rights activists until I watched this video. Tell you, that's a hate group almost. <laughs> it sounds it's basically like a hate it. group. It sounds like it, but the dude was like, men or women are just different. And women should accept that because they need our protection. And the woman was like, um, and most men would think that as a chivalry, like protect mm-hmm. the woman. The woman was like, I don't need you to protect me. I just need you not to hurt me. Like, I just need you to just coexist with me without putting my life in danger. Well, what about when I do leave you alone and don't bother you? And then some other motherfucker running down the street trying to hurt you. That, and that's, that's, you know, the, that's a double-edged sword. Because, yeah, like, because if I see do you a woman. Want, do, you, do you want me to protect you then? I would think so. <laughs> I would think if a crazy dude would just haul out, because I've heard you hear this all the time too. Um, a woman's life was in danger in like a subway mm-hmm. or on the street or whatever like that, and like other men are just standing around watching it, and then she like goes off on those other men. So it's like, I can't say I've been in too many situations. I think like, in theory, saying I don't need you to protect me is cool. But in like real life shit, if you were like really in danger, mm. you probably want to do tell. What I'm assuming is, and y'all tell us if we're wrong. They don't want. They don't need us to protect them in that. They don't need us to try to like treat them as kids. Because her problem with the dude in the video was like he was comparing women to children. Okay, well that's where he fucked up. <laughs> he was like, that's where he fucked up. He's like, you have a kid, you can't just let the kid out here just doing it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just doing whatever. So, so he was making it seem like women. In some ways, we're helpless. We're basically like it was just like they just started flailing around. Well, <laughs> it's weak. He fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that maybe that's what women mostly mean when they say, "I don't need you to protect me." Yeah. But I can think in the obvious situations, like even men, like if I'm getting stumped out for no reason, I would hope other men would. <laughs> <laughs> you hope somebody come to your rescue. Somebody would say, "Do some shit before you see the light." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, nah, um, no, nah, this. This thing came from a homeboy of mine. He was, like, saying that, you know, like, men need to do more for women as far as, like, being chivalrous, like, holding the door and pumping gas and watching out for them and, like, you know. So, even with the pumping suspect gas Suspect areas, thing, yeah. That's where, like, a lot of, I heard a lot of women that don't 
feel comfortable with dudes like coming up approaching them asking to pump their gas because like you just don't know, especially with this whole human trafficking thing going on. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? How would it make any ladies in the chat? How would it make y'all feel if a dude came up and said, "Hey, you mind if I pump your gas?" Yes, that's a good question. If y'all could, do y'all do y'all accept dudes coming up, random dudes now, <laughs> no matter how they look? I ain't talking about you know. It could be a daytime, nighttime. Well, let's let's just use daytime as an example. <laughs> let's let's, let's, let's let y'all feel a little safe. <laughs> I will say, as far as defining the line, for me anyway, I think the line between chivalry and toxic masculinity is the moment you see she's like some type of uncomfortable. You got to back up. You gotta be like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you got to apologize. You ain't got to say sorry. You ain't got to say sorry. But as soon as you sense that, I think a lot of dudes just ignore that. And they think it's like, it's seen, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of women with toxic um, mindsets of like, a man has to chase me, like repeatedly, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, as soon as she's like apprehensive and she's not reciprocating what you're giving, mm-hmm. I think you should just be like, okay, cut my losses, I'm out. Cut my losses and I was trying to be nice. What kind of shit is that? This, I mean, if she don't want it, she don't want it. And that's why, and that's... I just, I just ain't gonna try. You're not gonna you're not gonna try to be nice to a woman. I mean, I'm gonna take rejection from somebody I'm not even trying to bone. Like I'm not trying to go out with. Like why would I? <laughs> why would I even subject myself to that? But don't we all take different forms of rejection every day? Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you just like imagine like you're trying to fix your car and like your homeboy is like trying to tell you what to do. You're like, hey bro, I got it. And then, like, it's like an old head. That's, you know, old heads don't listen. They just like, no, you got to hit the thing in the hand. And they just keep trying. You're going to eventually be like, hey, nigga, I said I got it. <laughs> you going to spaz. Like, wouldn't you be, like, mad and comfortable that you just kept trying? Even though you obviously need help. I guess. <laughs> I guess, man. I guess. I don't think it's quite the same, but. It's not. I'm just trying to find something <laughs> to put men in because. Check and see what hmm. the comments said. <laughs> I will, but all right. I'll even put it as a woman, though. Even a woman coming on to you, and like repeatedly hitting on you or making remarks that let you know that she's interested in you, and mm-hmm. you obviously brushing them shits off, and she just keeps doing it. And that shit like mad uncomfortable. Wouldn't I do that? No, I'm just saying. I'm hypothetically speaking. I don't know. I can't do it. You can't what? I don't. I don't. I can't imagine like being mean to a woman. Not mean, but just like being like, I don't, I'm not interested. Leave me alone. And they oh. just keep doing oh, it. Oh, yes, yes. But oh. you might have to get mean if she just kept doing it. Over yeah, but it's like, I'm trying to be nice. Like, it's it's not like I'm trying to gain anything by helping you. It's like, I'm trying to be nice. So, like, why would I open myself up to this to this obvious rejection <laughs> I'm going to get in 2019? You don't know, I, you don't know what's going to be happening or not. You don't get know away from me. <laughs> that's That's the reaction that... That, that just turned you all the way off from helping people anymore. You gotta tell your story um, that you told me. I ain't telling that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go through these um, comments. Um, everybody mad at you for what you said about uh, whatever that dirtbag shit you just said. I already forgot it. Um, let me see. What's some? Jones just said, look into mid- uh, medieval cultural origin. Courtly love with some goofy and creepy ass shit. <laughs> I guess. Veronica said, I'm here. Sell on 2%. Okay. Thank you for stopping by. <laughs> we appreciate you giving us that, that 0.5% of cutting this video off. Right. Jonesy said, <laughs> Jonesy said, pumping gas, like shrug face emoji. I don't know. 
Veronica said no. Nigga, pay it's for just the gas. an example, nigga. <laughs> Veronica said no. Pay for the gas. What? <laughs> Ronnie said, "I don't think no one should come up to anyone at the gas station and ask them to put in the gas. It's uncomfortable." Have y'all fellas ever had a nigga try to sell you a mixtape? <laughs> <laughs> yes, nigga, yes. He walks up on you and you don't know what type of situation it's about to be. Very good point. Um, Uncle Kobe, what's happening, brother? Um, maybe, maybe, say, maybe, maybe gas was a bad. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, you're not going to tell the story, man? No, I'm not going to tell that story. It ties into the, the second part of the topic. <laughs> you, want me to, you want me to say the topic first and then... <laughs> Go ahead, you bum ass. Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, y'all can comment, like, if y'all, what y'all say is the thin line between chivalry and toxic masculinity. I say it's whenever the woman is, like, officially uncomfortable. Um, did you say what you No, I, I, I agree. Oh, okay. It's whenever a woman's uncomfortable. Or you, or you, I guess at the same time, you got to recognize when you're being a piece of shit, too. Like, yeah. you know, because half the time, chivalry ain't just about being nice or doing something gentlemanly. You're trying to get something. You're trying to get something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, check yourself. Is that a, like necessarily a bad thing if you are obviously trying to get something, but you're being chivalrous to get I it? I don't know, Mike. I don't know, Mike. Tell me about how you hold the door open and then look at their I butts as they pass by. <laughs> I don't do that. Bro. Well, okay, listen. <laughs> All right. If we're going to tell a story, you're going you to tell me your theory That's on fine. it. That's fine. That's understandable. I, I, I dare one dude in this chat that like, y'all don't do this shit, though. I dare that shit. Um, I don't do it. What I said was, not all the time. But sometimes when you hold the door up for a young lady or an older lady or whoever looks look good, and you trying to be a good man, and you hold the door open, and you just if you if you can do so without making her uncomfortable, preferably without her even if knowing. If you can objectify her, we can objectify each other. First of all, <laughs> if you can like not make her uncomfortable, but if you do look at her butt, like it's like okay. What what did you what did you say? It was? <laughs> What did you say it was the other day? Said, Walk, I thought you said. This motherfucker said. I didn't say this. <laughs> you lying. You... This guy said. Oh, God. If I hold the door open for her, <laughs> me looking at her butt is like a nice little reward. I didn't say me. I said. <laughs> I said you could look at it as that. <laughs> it's like a reward. <laughs> I said it could be seen as that. As long as she is not made uncomfortable. That's the key part of this whole situation. Not great. Now you're trying to put me in the same dirt bag. <laughs> you said it was your little reward. Terrence said he's lying. Jones said, I'm looking at that ass. Thank you, Jones. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. You, <laughs> you made it seem like you, you hit one of the bricks on Mario. I you did. And it, was a, it was a super mushroom. <laughs> it was a fireball. Is what it was. And I went ham on all the goombas. Um, I, I like I said, I dare one guy to admit that. Anyway, we are gonna get. Oh, she's pretty. All right. <laughs> so, the next part it was of this topic. As fuck. <laughs> it was. Um, the question was. Um, you actually raised a good question. Has the Me Too movement and call out culture made approaching women a lot harder? In general. Yes. What do you say, bro? What do you say? Tell my story. Yes, man. Go ahead, man. That's a heavy done. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny when it was you. <laughs> right. So I think it has. And I think that's I think that's the case because women are so 
on on edge when it comes to dudes because mm. they're thinking dudes. Oh, Lord. oh, you just take the door with. You can do either want pussy. Cars here, y'all. Either want but pussy. She's just crashing on podcast. She's just talking. Want pussy? Want to want something from them? Well, they want pussy at the end of the day. Wait, what? Start the point over again. See, I know she fucked it up. I'm sorry. I feel like the Me Too movement uh-huh. and cancel culture and all this other stuff has made approaching women about anything. A little bit more difficult. Why do you say that? Because <laughs> she <laughs> aggravated me. Because they're on edge. They feel like dudes want something with their body, or they want to, they want to holler in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I experienced this. How so? <laughs> okay. So, anyways, Bro, you gonna tell the story? Em- embarrassing story. So, I was uh, going to one of Mike's shows a while back, and. Uh, I was uh I was walking in as this girl was uh coming out and she had nothing to do with the show or whatever. This is daytime too. And uh so you know, like I'm trying to like make sure, you know, I'm looking good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, should I should I wear it like this or should I do it like this? I'm thinking about this in my head. I'm like, you know what, let me ask a woman. You know, the girl coming out. I was like <laughs> I was like, excuse me, can I ask you a no 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 no, I got a boyfriend, I got a boyfriend, I gotta go. <laughs> Like, I got shut down. And she ran in the car. And she ran in the car and closed the door. It was so embarrassing and so hurtful. Oh, my God. And I wasn't trying to holler. I just wanted advice on my outfit. I just wanted advice on my outfit. You did the right thing. You went to a woman instead of just like being like, oh, no, a woman wouldn't. I said, excuse me. You said, excuse me. It was broad daylight. She was in a safe place. It was in public. And five points. What? What more can I do? It was in. It was on Main Street. Did you say? Did you have a shirt on that said, "I am safe. I am. <laughs> I am not a rapist. I am an ally. <laughs> I am an ally." Yes. No, man. But oh, yeah. So she ran and jumped in the car or whatever. <laughs> and then, like, I, th- I guess she realized what I said, like five seconds afterwards. <laughs> and she opened up the door. She was like, "Excuse me, sir. What'd you say?" <laughs> And I was like, I was just trying to see how the outfit looked. <laughs> <laughs> and she gave me her advice or whatever. And she apologized. See, so, so. No, fuck no. No, Russ, the season better safe than sorry, right? Like, she was like. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been better safe than sorry and not said shit. Oh, my God. But you feel like, man, I don't, I don't know how predominantly that, that's happening, like, like dudes these days. I don't know. Maybe y'all can tell me. I told Will that I do, like, I work at USC. So, like, <clears throat> if I'm on campus at night and I get turned around, because although I work at USC, I don't be on, the, like, I'm 31 years old. I ain't out there just on a campus <laughs> scene like that. So, if I do get turned around, I'll be trying to ask people, ask people for, you know, directions. And it is always, <laughs> I don't care what time of day you're at USC, it is always some, like, white woman in tiny shorts walking, walking around. <laughs> On campus at all hours. That's they fit, ain't it? That's they fit, bro. <laughs> tiny shorts or leggings, whichever one. They always wear the same outfit and a giant sweatshirt. So, like, if I get turned around, like, I'm gonna, I, I reach out to one of them to ask, and you can see it like instantly when you turn towards one of their directions. You instantly feel like she needs to. Get, she feels like she needs to get out of the situation as, as quick as possible. Which I get it because it's a campus. We all know how you know campus rate statistics, um, all that stuff goes. 
and I get it, but it's like, like I'm, a, I'll be feeling like I'm a fully, like I'm, a, I'm wearing a button-up shirt and wearing like you know, khakis or whatever. Like I don't look like a. That's the rapist fit, man. <laughs> That's the rapist fit. Yeah, it is the Jeffrey Dahmer fit, I guess. And um, I be feeling like I look as safe as possible, and I be trying to approach. I hit, excuse me, and I try to, you know, I don't like grab nobody. That's what. See, you got the nails, it's the claw. That's what it is. Like it's excuse me. <laughs> you that DT play. And um, and you automatically feel like the sense of uneasiness, and and they never stop walking. Whenever when they're talking, like if I'm asking for directions, they never stop walking. They keep walking and give me directions at the same time. None of them have ever just like stopped and like talked to me. So it's like I get it, but it's like as far as like dating and stuff and talking to women in period in general, in a general setting, I don't really feel like that in like settings like you know at a function or at the the few times I'm in a club like at a club. Yeah. I don't really feel it there. You know, you be clubbing though. No, I'll be in the club if it's something special occasion. There's got to be some kind of special occasion. <laughs> You run through these comments since our moderator came in and went out. Um, Jones said, "So I get how women are always on guard, but due to that vig- vigilance, all your actions are under a microscope." Yeah, it kind of feels like that. Yeah. Taryn said that fun- the story was the funniest shit she ever heard in her life. Darwin's done. <laughs> they, everybody, everybody laughing at the story. It's not a funny story. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a story of pain. <laughs> Jones said, "Once my brother tried to tell these <gasps> chicks their trunk was open." They sped off. <laughs> <laughs> they sped off after rolling their eyes and going, "Oh, nigga." <laughs> we then passed them on the road in the middle of traffic, picking up luggage and losing loose clothing. Hey, shit happens. That's what they get. Um, John said, "You hate to see it." Um, so they settled on a standard rape culture uniform. <laughs> That's what it seems like, Jones. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't. I think we should be understanding though. Like I never, unless we just fly out getting mace when we just try to open our mouths. Like I don't think is that serious. I don't think. Cause you've also never had it done to you. What mace? No, just being instantly treated like you were. The one thing I will say I have had done. Actually, you were with me, bro. This happened to both of us at the same time. What? Remember a long time ago, and I'm actually friends with the girl, the woman now. Um, remember a long time ago, Sisley was having a party, and um. We were playing spades with this one woman, and we you know we talk mad. If y'all know us, we talk mad shit in spades. And um, you're not giving up her name, or you don't remember her name. I know her name. I ain't gonna put on blast. Oh, okay. Why not? Why not put I don't. I don't know the story. That's why I'm trying to. You go. You gonna remember as soon as I tell it. All right. <laughs> so we were playing spades. We talk mad shit or whatever. <clears throat> and she goes, um, Grant. She was a little litty, but she was like, um, what's that mean? I said, okay, I don't even remember what I said. And I said, um, you suck at spades. That's what I meant. And she was like, um, are you a misogynist? And it was just like, it just went straight there. Like, it just went straight there. And I was like. Yeah. <laughs> you suck at spades. <laughs> that been hilarious, actually. But I was like, no, just talking shit in spades. And she was like, yeah, because women can't be good in spades or whatever, right? Apparently not. <laughs> oh, again. I, I, it's starting to come back to me. Great. You remember this? Song? It's starting to come back to me. You remember when I tell you this one part? So she was like, this whole back and forth happened. And um, I said, one last shit. And she just takes a beer and just pours it in my lap. Like, <gasps> completely like, you remember this shit, bro? <laughs> she's just like, take this motherfucker. You're misogynistic motherfucker. <laughs> pours the whole shit in my lap. I was like, yo, what the fuck? And like, I spazzed for a second. And like, right when she did it, she was like, I might have jumped the gun. Like, <laughs> 
I might have. <laughs> Who is it? I'll tell you. I'll tell you after the podcast. But um, you know what I mean. Like I said, you probably never seen her again. But like I said, I just I realized she was another friend. She was a friend of another friend of mine, and um, I don't even think she remembers that shit. Cause like right afterwards, she was like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I totally did some irrational shit, and I apologize, bro. I I, I remembered her shit so well. <laughs> so that was the oh, one. Instance. Oh, it's coming back. Oh, it's coming back. You remember? It was like, Cicely's birthday. I think it was. This okay. is back in our partying day. This is back when I left night shift and I was awake for like two days straight and we were just like <laughs> hitting parties, parties, parties. You remember this shit, bro. I promise you. you get, yeah, you got well, it. Darwin has a comment. Something similar happened to me, so I ended up replying with, first, I'm not trying to holler. I was trying to let you know you have toilet paper on your shoe. And second, don't flatter yourself. Do men have a right to react in like anger when it happens? Of course. Why not? I, I, I guess if you feel like you were... <clears throat> You were unjustly met with aggression. You know, I, I guess I anger is like the response. I'm not. <laughs> I'm you know what I mean? Body. But like, if, if it's, it's one thing, if it's like aggression and like defense of what you think might happen to you, right? Versus someone just flat out being rude. You see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like that woman jumping in her car when you were just on accident, that was an aggressive move. I wouldn't say it was a necessarily like. Well, yeah, Coffee, you'd be like, fuck your bitch. And like, and no, then, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't rude. I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, when they just act aggressively. I think, I think sometimes it manifests itself as with, as rudeness yeah. as well. You know, like shortness. You know, I, I've never been cussed out, like, uh-huh. for approaching a woman, but. Baby girl. <laughs> shut the bathroom down. Right. <laughs> um, but I'm sure sometimes with certain guys, it comes out, you know, with curse words or. You yeah. know, a, a level of just disgust yeah, yeah, that yeah. they that they hit you back with. So, and Kelsey has a comment. On the real note, if the cost of women's sense of safety and well-being is being a little uncomfortable during the odd, awkward moment, then I can live with that. But it takes more than that. Like, what if you have to be very uncomfortable for a long time and, like, get water poured on your crotch and be wrongly accused of rape? Like, what if that's the cost? Are you yeah, you... with that? How about that? <laughs> I just want to know. Like, well, if you can accuse, you falsely accuse the rape. The cost of, of our sex. Like, what if it takes a lot more than that? Just like it took y'all years to figure out that y'all were toxic in certain ways. Maybe it's going to take us years to be equally toxic back before that shit balance out. Can you live with that? I think there's lines. There's, there's definitely limits. Like, being falsely accused of rape is a whole nother level from me getting, like, just... Someone just running away from me. Your feelings are yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's Well, someone running away from you in public could cause if there was a crime nearby and someone pointing you out, that could cost you your life. You know, so someone being afraid of you could possibly cost you your life. Is anybody willing to pay that price? I don't think so. So we just need to accept that we all just want to be comfortable and we don't really want to deal with other people's BS like that unless you fuck with them. <laughs> Leave Ford is in the building. Leave, my guy. Yeah. said I wasn't angry, but her first response was, "I'm taken, not interested." I mean, you told us this story before. I know I've heard this story before, but a lot of bitches have dealt with it. Yes. Josie says, "I mean, do we have to? Do we have? I guess he meant the right to be upset at white people when they react out of fear in a black neighborhood." And Megan Hall joined. <laughs> and then here goes Josie. Laugh my ass off. I don't have to, because you're not willing. But you was talking junk, trying to sound good. Heather Singleton joined, and then Josie puts three, I don't know. <laughs> three Kaya <laughs> Three Kaya Josies. Yeah. 
That's right. You don't know, and that's clear from your statement. You are not willing to endure Jesus. what it takes for women to feel safe. So just stop. <laughs> All right, well, that's the read, wow. of, read of the show. Um, I don't know, man. Y'all, I think we should. I didn't mean to come in with a bang like that, but. I think we should just, like, you just got to be more aware as men in general of, um, just historically speaking, like, a lot of women have lived in fear for a very long time, and justifiably so. So you just got to move a certain way. I don't think it's gotten, like I said, I think real conversations kill a lot of the, you know, assumptions a lot of times. Yeah. That's why I don't jump into the whole social media thing of like somebody just throwing something out there, like I've lived it, man. Okay, live what? I've lived it. I've lived being rejected for no damn reason. Okay, hey, I feel you. Wait man. a minute, you think there was no reason? Oh my god, Cicely and John. I'm, I'm over her right now. <laughs> all right, so all right, we're gonna get into this other. Part. Yeah. So now we're gonna be talking about dating down, Michael. As men, <laughs> who is <laughs> stop? Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, stupid man. All right. So anyways, women are fighting for equal pay. Women are earning college degrees oh, at a more rapid. They've been doing that for a long. I know. Like, I don't... Like they just started doing that. In the started yesterday. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure. Start. Talk about everything. Talk over everybody. <laughs> um, I gotta make up a lot of time. Okay? Women are women are earning more college degrees than men, which is, for the most part, resulting in better jobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, at least it should, <laughs> in theory, in theory. <laughs> um, but women are sometimes making more money than the men around them. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> in your experience, in your experience, shut <laughs> up, Will. <laughs> this all you saw brought it all up. <laughs> no, man. So, <clears throat> why is dating a man who makes less money than a woman? Unfortunately, we have none in here right now. Right. Women. Oh, my God. Can we get to talking? <laughs> now, why is it often seen as dating down when a woman dates a man that makes less than them? I think it's, um, I mean, of course, a lot of it is, you know, the socialization of men looked at as breadwinners in a household and the providers, but defining provider as money, you know, the money-making tool in the household. Mm-hmm. I think that's because, like, when you think about it, like, and the woman is the sex tool, so like, you, that's how people you know, act, man. Vagina is basically an ATM, like. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how people look at it, but like, I think that's why, and I think that has to just end because you can provide. And I've had this debate even to this day many times of like a man can provide in more than one, more than more ways than just money. And I think when people look at it like that, that whole narrative will kind of stop. But I don't think it's kind of like. We still look at our, you know, parents and our grandparents as the standards. Not well, a lot of us still look at that, but not realizing that their times and our time is completely different, economic, economic wise. And we just look at like you see the memes all the time of like old people, you know, loving each other for like being married for 50, 60 years, yeah. and like I want to love like this. If I can't get love like this, I want love at all. Not realizing all the shit that went went on back in the day. I think we just got to change our views of like. Well, he used to be able to just slap the shit out of her. There's no domestic violence hotline. Stuff like that. Call. Or like your dad, your granddad could just cheat out, go out and cheat all day. And that's why all your uncles all your got. All your cousins live on the block. All your cousins <laughs> all got your different cousins. last names and shit. Easy Alajuan Hamilton joined. And Cicely asked, who thinks that's the norm, though, in a certain community or just in general? 
the demand makes more money. I think um, it's still like this. I think that's the main narrative being pushed. Yeah. As far as America, I, don't, I can't speak for other countries and continents, but as far as America. Speak for more than one state? Hmm? Maybe you can speak for more than one state. <laughs> I'm just asking. Get out. Let's <laughs> keep her out. Security. No, listen, you don't have any experience with dating down because, like, how much is worse can it get than you? So I understand. So. <laughs> how's your job going? Y'all not going to beef on the show. Y'all already had the episode. Life and What do you think, Will? <laughs> I'm aggravated. Um, this is what it takes I'm, for me to feel safe, Will. You can get out and feel real safe. Um, no, man. <clears throat> so for me, I think men should at least work. I don't believe in that. <laughs> and I don't believe in that whole staying at home BS now. That's that's a home? no-no. Well, if you got a job, that's fine. That business? earns money. What if he has a business and it takes two years for him to become profitable? I guess, guess you got to get a part-time <laughs> job. So even if a woman's like making like plenty of money and if y'all got kids and they will save y'all money to, you know, she making plenty of money, huh? then we can afford daycare. And that means the man can go to work. Well, what if they don't want to put their kids in the daycare and he wants to stay home and, and stay with the kids? Because he's a chump. He's a chump. He's a chump. He's literally a better parent than the woman because she just does not really even want kids like that. And he's taking care of them and he nurtures a relationship with them. You're saying he's a chump for being a father? That would explain a lot that you would say that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he came in too slow there. I, I don't believe in stay-at-home dads. Just cause, but you believe in stay-at-home stay moms? Not really. Everybody got to work. Everybody got <laughs> Everybody got to work. Which I'm not right. completely against. Because I mean, this day and age, like, it's, no, it's kind of scary to be. I don't, I don't really think it's dating down. Um, as long as y'all are making a, a good life together. Mm-hmm. Every, as long as everybody's pleased. Mm-hmm. We got some juicy here. Stephen Frost joined and he says, I stay home with my kids, bro. And mm. Cicely says, he is not a chump. Boo! Boo is that? Boo! Damn. Oh. Towards maybe, I don't know, taking a lot of steps. Well. That's cool for you. <laughs> I can't do it. No, I mean, because I don't you just don't have enough things to stimulate your mind at home. Like you need someone to tell you what to do. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's not that. I just I feel like not necessarily that a man should be the breadwinner, but a man should be providing money for the household. Okay, so it has to be money. He can't provide it any other way that's of value. No, that's I didn't question. say that. Nobody said that. You just adding shit. I'm so. I'm trying ad- to hold him back. I ain't holding back no more. <laughs> Who you holding back from? <laughs> no, I said over here trying to be quiet. It's just not in my nature. I can't do it. So I'm asking you. No, I think I think guys should earn money. I'm not saying you have so to earn have the most money, money, but you have to earn some money. Yes, because can you sell dick? Is that from the house? <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if if your if your family or your wife got caught in a spot or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. What what could you contribute towards the household? Well, I mean, as far as monetarily, you can just get a part-time job or something, I guess. So Darwin says, ultimately, it be a team effort and perhaps a conscious decision and conversation between two people or three people, however many people are in the relationship. It could be more than two people. What do you think? Yes, I agree. It's a team effort. (laughs) That went right over your head, but Oh, my God. (laughs) No, I I see what Will's um, talking about. I mean, I I don't know if I... 
I think it's like this this day and age. It's very scary to think that like only one person in the household is earning income, man or woman or whoever. Yeah. So I feel you on that. Um, but I do think that like, people should acknowledge that like men can provide in more ways than just you know money. I, I think agree. that's. But I think like a lot of people. I didn't. S- so Darwin says, yeah, I know some men with their own cock distribution services. I know one guy now. Duh, duh, duh. And Cicely says, it's going to be okay, William. Start getting on my damn nerves. Ronnie Foster Jr. is in the house. He says, it's 2019. Everybody got to have some type of income. Cost is high. Speaking of costs are high. Well, um, hold a comment for one second. Sorry, if you don't mind. Um, so, I mean, how do we kind of change that mentality as far as like the masses, is it just more conversation? Is it just we just gonna have to just live with the fact that some woman will always look at dudes that make less money than them as dating down? Because my main concern is like the self esteem of these dudes. Like they're probably already insecure about whatever amount of money they make anyway, right? And then, I mean, it could be one of those things where he make a hundred grand. No, I'm listening. It could be one of those things where like he makes a hundred grand, she makes. Two hundred grand or a million or whatever, you know what I mean? That too, but even what I'm it, just trying to—I guess I'm trying to get out of the people slowly out of the mindset of just because a man is a man, he should be making so and so amount of money more than his woman just because he's a man. I think that's the toxic part of it all that people kind of have to grow out of. Well, of course, of course, yeah. But that comes from both sides. Like it's not just—it does, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, it's, it is. We laugh about it. Everybody remembers that Martin episode where Martin found out he made less money. Oh, than, um, right. that show was so funny, Gina. That's like that's like a real thing for a lot of dudes, and um, so it's a, dudes have to do something. Put it and he said, "Give it back." He said, "Give it back." <laughs> he said some shit like that. It was crazy. It was so dumb. <laughs> Is there any? Um... Yes, there are. Okay. Should I continue? Yes, please. Stephen Frost says, "Will is cutthroat, man." <laughs> Sorry, baby. Y'all would laugh. <laughs> that's funny. That's all we got. Okay. That was the only comment and stuff? New comment? <laughs> Thank you. Unless you mad. I hope not. You're not mad, right? Okay. Oh, there's another comment. Rodney Foster Jr. says, I mean, if she a lawyer and he is a teacher, we all know who's making more. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think you should just let that stop you from having a, what could be potentially be a great relationship. No one should be tripping, he says, Rodney says. And Stephen Frost says, dead. So I guess he's not here. Annie Smith joins. Mm-hmm. So the second part of this um, question was, um, is it realistic for our generation to think that having a man pay all the bills in a relationship is still a valid expectation? Like from Jump Street. I mean, if if the woman sets that, sets that I, I can't really knock it. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's a lot to ask nowadays. It is. It's a whole lot to ask. But I mean, as long as you're vocal about like your expectations at the beginning of the relationship, I don't think that you're out of line in him, in you making him deliver that. You know what I mean? Um, you, it's a little unrealistic nowadays, though. I will <laughs> say that. You think women might be selling themselves short if they meeting the guy who seems great and she feels like he can't do that? And she just cuts it off like, it's like, nah, this shit ain't gonna work. I mean, yeah, of course. You're gonna be selling yourself short in any kind of, uh, I guess, stipulation you do. You know what I mean? I, don't, mm-hmm. I only like guys that, you know, are tall, or I only like guys who are 
<laughs> this ain't the third. You know what I mean? Just any kind of right. any kind of disqualifier you have hmm. could be considered selling yourself short. Right. But if it's like one of those make or break things for you, you know. That's no, that's all facts. That's the I think that's the that's the sweet spot you have to hit. Like you have to have certain standards for yourself, but just meeting somebody who can't meet those standards doesn't mean you have to settle for less. And then just also just gauging how the world is moving around you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think a lot of us do still look at our previous gener- previous generations as the standard for us. And I think you just got to modify your expectations accordingly. Yeah. And I'm about to moderate these comments. They have a lot. Heather Singleton says, as long as the finances are covered and all of the needs are met, I don't see the problem. Whatever he makes isn't the concern. Is he fulfilled in his career? At the end of the day, we can't be so focused on who's making what. I personally couldn't disrespect my partner for being a teacher or a nonprofit worker. I expect the great comment from Heather. <laughs> I agree. Um, it just sucks that teachers and nonprofit workers have to be known to be poor. That sucks because no, they're doing crazy. you know important work, and that's just a bigger issue with society. Stephen Frost says it's all about the communication between two people. We covered that, Stephen. Darwin says if you as a man had the opportunity, I don't know why he brought up this analogy. Had the opportunity to date Oprah or Camila, Cam, Kamala, Kamala Harris or any lady. Well, Kamala got money like that? That's what I was wondering too. <laughs> I mean, she's probably making a few hundred grand. Yeah. Would you be okay with that? Would you, like, I don't know. Would you date Oprah? Just period. Money, would you date Oprah? Like, Oprah yeah, don't I want. I would date Oprah, yeah, sure. Oprah does not want your penis. Like, that's the end of the day. Oprah about. is not dating women. I mean, she's dating women. She's not dating men. <laughs> she's dating women? So anyway, Darwin says, would you feel like she should pay for dinner? Well, whoever I'm dating? Oprah or Kamala. If she wants to, that'd be dope, yeah. Every time? Not every time. So, <laughs> so where are you going to take her that, that, I mean, so if she's taking you to Ruth Chris, <laughs> where are you going to take her? I feel that's where the communication comes into play, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's where the communication, if you know what, I, what I'm working with and you know where I can send, take you, if you're cool with that, then you obviously agreed into this, so... Wherever I take you, you already knew the deal from Jump Street. I didn't know that you guys were attracted to Oprah like that. I didn't know that. Oprah we're attracted to money. That's yeah. what I was thinking, <laughs> or just older women, period. So um, Darwin says, no, Cicely says, William, you sound like the people on 90 Day Fiance. I don't know how that, I think 90 Day Fiance is like you haven't met your spouse or something. I don't know. Rodney Foster says, he said Kampala. <laughs> Kampala makes over 200K, and then he, he corrected it. And then Annie Smith says, hey, nephew. Everybody's oh. mistyping. It says, hey, nephew. No, <laughs> hey, don't, nephew. don't correct my auntie. She knows what she's saying. Bertha <laughs> Rosie Berry's joined. Hey. Bertha. Okay, and then Darwin says, honestly, I don't know what's her gross, but I'm not counting for her book deals or anything else. I guess he's saying, you know, who knows she got money. All right, so y'all was talking a long time. There's a lot here. Um, here goes Rodney. He's like, Darwin, true. Tamika Shirley Washington joined. I just saw her at the at the event that I went at. Um, <laughs> here goes Stephen. Oprah, five exclamation marks. Should pay for all the dinners till the end of time. <laughs> and Mike Vincent joined. Mike, what's happening? No, I mean, it's all about like communication from the jump street, man. Like, if you are completely honest with each other, and if it's going to that point, like, I feel like you're going to eventually learn what your partner's, you know, finances are, and not to have your expectations through the roof. And if you know you're the one with the money and he can only provide so much and you, you're cool with that, you can't use that to throw it back in his face later on or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I guess 
So um, Darwin says, especially if she owns the restaurant and the men in tights that she owns. Darwin, honey, what you talking about, sweetie? Talking about Kamala? I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know, man. Just know who you're dating. And how do you get to know who you're dating? You just have to date them. <laughs> like, well, like I said, you can be friends with people before y'all even start that's dating. True. And decide if you actually like them enough to actually start dating them. So Rodney says you get a dinner, you get it. Oh, you get a dinner, you get a dinner, you get a dinner. Okay, Rodney. I see that coming through. So if you like met a woman and like, you were interested in her or whatever, mm. she was like, and she, and she got a decent paint job. We're not great, but whatever. Well, let's say y'all make the same amount of money. She was like, I expect my man to pay all the bills. Is that like a disqualifier for you? I, I, I don't see myself being in a household where I'm just a sole person paying all the bills. Because it's just because times are just so volatile. I don't want something to happen to me and we just be completely ass out. So What if she has money she just wants you to pay the bills and she saves her money? So she's just saving all her money and I'm just paying all the bills. She's just she's saving some of her one money. One of the things that she has to do to feel safe. And but she what spends is she, it on keeping herself looking up unless you just want her to just let all that shit go. But what is she paying towards like the household? She's not paying nothing to the house because he just laid it out. Then I'm probably not doing that. So that's, see, that's crazy. How's that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you want her, to, she has to contribute to bills. What if she's contributing to the kids' clothes or something? That's if like, that's something we work out, that's something we work out. As long as we both contribute to the household, I'm with it. So you don't consider her a part of the household? I do, but you you getting to just invest in yourself and I gotta... How is it if you guys are a unit, how is her investing in herself not investing in you if you have to look at her? And that, smell her. That's all. That's all one thing. <laughs> you talking about saving all your money to just do whatever you're trying to do with, and I can't do that. Like, what if she didn't you can't work out a way. We can't work out a way. What if she way? didn't have a job? What if she was a stay-at-home mom? I don't like. I said I don't see myself like. Like I said, this 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 day and age, I just don't see myself being safe and like being the only one generating income in our household. That's like, and, what if she's generating income, but she's saving it? She's not putting it towards the monthly. Is she saving it for the household or just for herself? Just in case. What if you do something stupid? What if you lose just, money? Just in case, case you lose all your money and she got to leave. So that... <laughs> it would just have to be an agreement as far as... Because I would want to feel secure too if something happens to us. And She got the nest egg just in case something happens. But the way you talking, it sounded like... <laughs> no, I know. I she might take that shit and run. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Listen, like, side note, I... A guy told me today that a lot of women, you know, when they know that um, the, their guy's business has failed, like they try to start separating and surveilling the accounts. They try to start separating them out and try to just make sure that he, that person cannot get access to their money because they're ready to take their little money and dip if something happens. So. And see, as long as we both have, a, which I don't feel like we should feel like we have to do that, but if we, as long as we both are able to do something like that where we can cover ourselves, like I'm not, I'm just not for a partnership where. She's the only one that can cover herself. I'm putting it all on the line, so if things fall apart. Whether it's my part, my, whether it's my fault or not, she can just dip out and be good, and I'm just ass out. Like I'm not. Sounds like you lack trust, my man. No, I'm. I'm saying I wouldn't even get in a relationship like that. I feel like I couldn't trust a person. Period. But aren't you already gonna be in a relationship with the person before y'all end up in the space where you're moving in together and everything? So how would you know? Maybe it's a whole conversation. That's it. We talking about we talking about finances before we even talk about moving in together. We're talking about how these finances are going to be distributed, who's doing what, who's taking care of what, who's responsible for what. We discuss all that and then go from there to make sure we got an agreement. I feel like that could be negotiated, though, because it's like, 
there's some things you can't put money on that women are still providing that men just don't receive in the same way. So Heather Singleton says, I mean, there are some inexpensive dates that are better than the $200 a plate dinner dates. Right. And then there are some $200 plate dinner dates that are better than inexpensive ones. So, All you facts. know, I mean, I like both. Sarah Montgomery joined. Hey, Sarah. Um, Stephen said she got to have that goose egg in place for later, bro. Everybody's like messing up. He said is place for later, bro. Stop correcting people. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I'm just in my nerdy mode right now. Bo Ward jo- joins. Bo Ward? You know that person? Uh, I can't think of it, but hey, Bo, thanks for coming in, man. Darwin said, nope, we are a team. We have to both contribute something in some shape, form, or fashion, but it doesn't have to be money. Esham Smith joined and Dana Smith Yeah, so like, what if she had the house clean and everything else? Yeah, like, taking and maintaining the house. And it's not like you broke. You saving, too. You, you put a little money away. She just sure wants to be a housewife. all pressed. Listen, for those that it worked for, I'm all for it. Like I said, I just... So you want to iron your own shirts. You live with a woman, you want to iron your own shirts. <laughs> I don't prefer not to, but if I got to exactly. do that... Exactly. So I, who's going to pay for that labor? <laughs> like I said, whoever this works for, it works for him. It's cool. I'm just now feel, like I said, these, th- these days and age, she could be ironing shirts all she want. If I lose my job today, we ain't got no more damn shirts. We still own them damn shirts. Yeah, you still have the shirts don't disappear just because you lost your job. No, nah, bro, we, we lost <laughs> everything. We lost okay, everything. Tara Madison said, if she's a stay-at-home mom, she takes care of home, plain and simple. She said, plan and simple. I, what is, is it a retrograde? I don't know. It's just so funny. You need to cut it out. <laughs> no, it's not a problem to just point out little funny things like that. Like she meant plain and simple. Mike Vincent says, pay for everything. Then if she tries to leave you, then rob her. Um, laugh my ass off. Just oh, kidding. Like, you ain't kidding. You are <laughs> Mike not might not kidding. be kidding. Mike might be serious. <laughs> See, that's how mics are. And then Stephen Frost, it all goes back to communication. Thank you, Stephen. That's what that's a, I think that's the, that's the pin in it is we communicate lot, from jump like, street. We got a lot of comments though, so I'm gonna need you to hold off for a second. Taryn says, "I'm a believer, and we both work. We both pay bills. We We're both take care of the home. We both save. I also believe in separate bank accounts." Okay, honey, we can put a love by that. Rodney says, finances are a major reason for breakups and divorces. We got to do better, regardless, on income, become more financially literate, and communicate with each other. Okay, that seems like the same type of thing. Con- Darwin says, contracts and prenups and prenups and pre-prenups. Which <laughs> you actually good. <laughs> are a common thing. Annie says, if you're in a relationship, you need to have an understanding about the money. Auntie Anne. Okay, Auntie Anne. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exactly like her voice, too. Steven um, says, love trumps it all. Really. If there is no love, then it's not going to work anyway. And here goes Darwin. If my girl made $30,000 as air guitar champion or MLG, that's awesome. What What? What is MLG? Major League Gamer. Major League Gamer. Oh, and Annie says, communication is the major key. So. I couldn't agree more. Like I said, when you communicate from Jump Street, you get on the same page, so nobody gets surprised. Nobody's like, oh, well, I didn't know you made $10,000 a year. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it's just it's just the key, man. Get to know the people that you want to be with before you actually just jump in the boat with them, moving together. Whatever, whatever. I say, I, I agree, but at the same time, there's no way that you can ever really know any, everything. Yeah, you just do much you can. You really yeah. should, instead of knowing the person's circumstances, know how that person moves and operates. That way you would kind of more so have an understanding of how they move and operate, regardless of whether they got $10,000 or make $10,000 a day or a year. You know what I mean? Like if you understand that person's modus operandi, that is a little bit more 
secure than just knowing how much they have in the moment. Because that I shit think you can change. Know, yeah, you can definitely like know both, really. Can you? Yeah. They say you never really know a person. Well, <laughs> you got any more last points for that, Will? No, 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 no. We good. We get more business. Getting your last bit of, getting your last minute business on the track. This is one I've done before, but I like it. Man, what? And the, they came up with a new phone. They came up with a new phone. What that got to do with nothing? Do your little business name. It's funny to figure. <laughs> so, black business shout out of the week. Uh, this week we are shouting out. Well, we shouted out before, but um, <clears throat> I recently saw that these guys are hooked up with uh, a few different spokespeople. They've hooked up with uh, uh, Jeezy uh, to help. It's figures wireless. I'm sorry. Mm. It's figures wireless. They were featured on Killer Mike's uh, Trigger Warning. Trigger Warning. Yeah, uh, black owned. Uh, Cell phone service. Um, so, like I said, they hooked up with Jeezy. Uh, the guy who owns Figures has recently uh, been around Barack Obama and a few other influential people. And they just came out with a phone. They had Black Friday deals and all that. So, go check them. Figures.com slash shop. It's like their own phone? Is it it's Figures there. with an S or a Z? Or? No, Figures. F-I-G-G-E-R-S. Um, yeah, it is their own phone. That's dope, man. Yeah. It's Why really dope. It's actually a good-looking phone. F-I-G-G-E-R-S. Dot com slash shop. Um, they're still running their Black Friday specials. Nope, I'm sorry. They, they're they're running some of them uh, through the through the weekend, I believe it is. Um, but yeah, look, it's actually a legit phone. Did it look like a Galaxy? Uh, I know, right? We got some more comments coming in, y'all. And uh, the phones are actually very well priced. That's what's up, man. And so they do the phone and the phone service, right? Yeah. Phone service is forty dollars a month. Only forty dollars a month? Only forty dollars. What's the service like? I don't know. I haven't had it. That's the golden question. Yeah. I was trying to get my mom to did it. Um she was about to do it, then Sprint called her. Like they sent they must have been Ooh, Sprint no. Ooh, Bruh, they'd be listening they'd be listening on the phone calls. They was like, Oh, you're liable. Sprint be knowing. You're um eligible for <laughs> a brand new iPhone. And I was like, Oh, I can do that. So All right. just some last comments on the last conversation. Um here goes um, Annie Smith, I think she wrapped it up. She said communication is a major piece, and then we have some follow-up statements. Stephen Frost said, real statement, Mike. Well, he must have been talking about the other mic because he ain't saying nothing real. Uh, and then, I always <laughs> say stuff real. You won't fully know anyone until you live with them. That's what Stephen says. Darwin says, That's number true. one, know what you want. Number two, don't be afraid to ask questions. Number three, be willing to bail if it gets too much. And then our black <laughs> figures.com. If I can, because my brain is a little bit wonky today. F-I-G-G-U-R-S. Uh-huh. See, that's why I asked, I know. <laughs> no, man. Yeah, man. This communicate as much as possible. You know what you're getting into as much as you can, anyway. We get into it. All right. So thirst of the week. Hmm. She got the computer now. Oh, I got a computer. Yeah, I lied. I lied, baby. I lied. Well, I have a question about the business of the week and the thirst of the week. Is it really the business of the week or the thirst of the week or the business? Of the two weeks because, like, what happens in the week in between? You find you have next, to find no, your own business. Next, next, find your own business and Thursday. Yeah, you need to. Go do Forget, we can't hold your hand through this whole thing now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, random, fairly random, but she did just drop an album that um I wanted to talk about, but I never did. We never did talk about it for whatever reason. Um, FK Twig. Oh, I'm really happy that y'all got that display thing worked out. Yes. Uh, as you can see, she's super dope. Um, Twiz is like a genre-bending artist out of England. 
It's really hard to describe her music if you don't know her. It ain't nothing like you heard before ever in your life. But it's dope, though. Um, it's insanely dope. Um, she just brings a uniqueness to the music scene, the contemporary music scene that just is not really heard of right now. She did go a little bit more mainstream on the latest album. I don't know if you listened yeah, to it yet. I have. She had Future on there. I was like, okay, don't get poisoned by trap rappers. But um, yeah, she just got her own. If you look at her videos, I was getting upset because she was doing this thing where she was just dancing on Instagram all the time before, instead of making music. Oh, yeah, I was kind of aggravated for it, too. <laughs> I was getting pissed off, but she did hurt her vocals a while back. But thankfully, they're good now. And uh, she's just a phenomenal, phenomenal artist. Uh, very humble being, very quiet being. But um, she's just done making music that no one's heard before. Uh, she was first made popular by EPs 1 and 2. If you ain't heard them, check them out. I love them. Um, but the LP one though is that heatery, yeah. Um, as well as Melissa, the other EP that she has. Um, these are like some of my favorite art um, projects of the last like damn near decade. And um, I think she's just bringing like you said, breath of fresh air to the music scene. Uh, she has a new album out called Magdalene. Uh, it's like it's kind of like a concept album about Mary Magdalene and um, society's views on virginity with women and how it's seen as a whole purity thing and how men get away with like having sex with whoever they want, but women are just taught to keep their purity as far as sex goes. And it's just very, very interesting stuff. But check her out, man. Instagram and Twitter, at FKA Twigs. The FKA don't stand for, not, stand for nothing. She just threw some letters together and just calls up FKA Twigs. Um, but check her that's out. That's not what I read, actually. I, I saw that in an interview. Well, I read it in an article that was in my favorite. It was the article interview with her? It means formerly known as. I heard because that because she had another name. She was going by another name. She's been doing the music thing forever. So. Did she say that says stands for Because that's what the article said. Was it an interview with her or was it just an article about her? It was a long time ago. Oh, okay. Donna says amazing artist. She is. She's really phenomenal. Um, but check her out, y'all. She's dope. Tell her Mike sent you. And she don't know what the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Don't get, don't shoot the audience. Yeah. yeah. No, she would never say such a thing. Thank y'all for joining us for this lovely episode. Thank you, Star. You have anything you want to shout out for Lemon Seed? Um, or? Turn it off. Turn Honestly, <laughs> I met a wonderful um, black business owner today. So once you get your little sale from configures.com and it breaks, why don't you go on over to because you're going to drop it because you're clumsy, you know? And once you have any issues with your cell phone, um, there's a cell phone, there's a black-owned cell phone repair shop in the Arcade Mall in, right here in Columbia. Mm-hmm. And it is called Genius. Oh. Called Genius. Yeah. And he's a phenomenal, like, guy. Like, he really just, we had an amazing conversation, and he really tries to empower his consumers to really understand that this is an object. Yes, I can fix it, but, like, you know, life is life is about community. Life is about people. Life is about love. And I was, you know, I could definitely resonate with that message. Absolutely. As far as myself, let me see. I mean, oh, first of all, we got comments. Let me get on my job. Indigo, Indigo B is in the house. That right, is yeah. so Indigo B also cosigned. It's, she said it means formerly known as. I read it. I watched the interview. She said that she just threw some letters together. Well, she probably lied because Indigo B said because another <laughs> well, person lied, was named whole name. as well. So why would me and Indigo have this? Because that was like a thing that was going around for a long time. That was a thing that was. That was like a. From what I 
heard there was a rumor going on for a minute. And like I said, I read. So what if this new thing is a rumor? What if she's like, can she lie? Like, is she capable of just? All we know is her name is FKA Twigs. Look her up. She's dope. Okay. Boom. So, and we also know that FKA stands for Golden Girls. Okay. Um, so, um, Darwin says, don't forget Blue Note. Um, I shouted out at the beginning of the show. Lexi G joined. Hey, Lexi. She said, hey. What's up, love? Um, Michaela joined. What's up, Michelle? Michelle, yeah, I keep. Wow. Yeah, I keep forgetting her. Um, and Darwin says he does great work. So, oh, you're talking about the guy in the um in the store. Yeah, he does great work. Yeah. Um, as far as let me see, just look for stuff online because I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna be doing a mental health online symposium. But it's just gonna be online because I don't really want to see anyone. Okay. Protect my mental health. Completely understandable. Yeah. On that, um, what's the name? Um, um, Summer, Summer Walker. Walker yeah, Summer Walker's wife. So, my mood <laughs> has been Summer Walker. Yes. Completely Summer Walker is a whole mood. Dope. Um, also, the performance for First Thursday. I'm going to be performing I shouted that out with my trio. Well, I'm shouting it out. I'm going to be performing because I'm super excited about it. So if it wasn't for you, Mike, I probably wouldn't have been doing it on this Thursday. Oh. But um, so I'm really excited about that. Me, Paige, and... A surprise uh, guest. We're going to be getting together to do something amazing. So I'm really excited about that. Our Linux is performing with them. Y'all heard it here first. Whoa, Whoa, get those other two off today. (laughs) So we have someone who's very special performing with us, and you don't have to be famous to matter. So I feel like that's what you're insinuating. That's not what I was insinuating. But we love Ari. She's just not performing. Dope. (laughs) The Arcade Mall. Well, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Thank we y'all. Love y'all. Thank you so much, Star, for helping us out with the moderation. Y'all, please tune in to us uh, two weeks from today. Wait, is that Christmas? No, it's like no, Christmas. niggas. It's like the fifth or something like that. The fifth, that, all right, fourth, nigga, whatever. <laughs> all right. Oh, anyway, we're gonna be back. Also, last announcement: If you're a Jay Z fan, oh, Spotify, the Spotify people has all Jay Z albums. Back, baby, we booming. They back. We booming. We booming, baby. <laughs> I called Jay and said, yo, Jay, come on, man. Yo, Jay, man. That's exactly the I don't know what Apple Music, I don't know if Apple Music got it or not, but I don't really care. Exactly. That's the first and last thing I will ever agree with you on. So, yeah, man. Thank y'all so much, man. We love y'all. I love y'all more than Will ever will or could. That's a lie. (laughs) He's the misogynist who looks at butts as women pass by. Why would you say? Because he does. He said it's a reward. Yeah, he no. looks. He looks at women's butts as he holds oh the door before. Shut up, Boom! Thank you. Well, she can do it. I can do that though. She can do it. So I man can't look at butts. Yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're creepy with it. I'm not creepy. With it.